You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of ST Times. And now, here's Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of ST Times. Hello again, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about observability and uh, the importance of having uh, visibility into applications. Uh, That's really been called critical in today's uh, complex application environments. Uh, where just performance monitoring uh, monitoring has proved to not be uh, enough. So joining me to talk about this today is Bill Staples. He's Chief Product Officer at New Relic. How are you doing, Bill? Great. Thanks for having me, David. Yeah, well, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Uh, so let's start uh, the conversation this way, which I think might be helpful to some people. What is the difference between what we traditionally have called application performance monitoring and observability? Oh, great question. I get asked that all the time. You know, uh, application performance monitoring is where New Relic had its roots, right? We invented the category, and it was really meant as a way to take the performance analysis and profiling that you would normally do on applications running on a local machine or um, on a server and really bring those into the cloud. So you could start to uh, monitor systems that were distributed um, uh, you know, across your enterprise and in the public cloud. And uh, it's something that you added after the fact, right? You deployed the application, then you installed agents, and and then you had some insight into how that application was performing. So it was really a reactive exercise that uh, largely operations teams did to keep a handle on their developers um, and, the, and the code that the developers were giving them to deploy. As the world of technology has progressed and more and more applications have become distributed and more and more services are moving to the public cloud and the scale of these things is growing, uh, there's, a, there's a really big need to take a more proactive approach. And so increasingly, developers are getting involved in, in both building but also running and operating applications. You know, the phenomenon we've talked about is, is DevOps. There's incredible pressure on them to innovate faster, especially given the accelerated digital transformation as a result of COVID. And so uh, when developers get involved, they want to take a a code-first approach, right? They want to be able to instrument their applications. They want to be able to create alert conditions to be um, notified proactively when they see incidents coming so they don't have to um, react to customer outages after the fact. Uh, they want to be able to get uh, analytics and visualization on these things uh, throughout their developer lifecycle to inform, you know, bug prioritization, other things. And so that more proactive approach is what we call observability. And it's also a, um, an important aspect of it is not just monitoring the application itself, but really getting a full stack view of the technology that supports your customers. So everything from infrastructure, whether that's physical hardware or virtual, you know, public cloud or private cloud um, systems, all the way to your digital experiences on mobile devices or TVs or IoT devices. Seeing the entire stack that's serving your customers, getting the telemetry off of those things, and then proactively um, uh, observing how they're performing, what's going well, what's not going well, and ideally fixing issues before your customers even notice. Interesting. So uh, just as kind of an aside, uh, we uh, last year launched a conference on uh, value stream uh, called VSM DevCon, which we'll 
be doing it again March 10th. Um, but one of the one of the keys we did a survey, and one of the key things that people thought the the most benefit they got out of Value Stream was visibility. So, is there a difference between visibility into what your application is doing and observability into what an application is doing, or do they kind of mesh at some place? Yeah, it's a good question, and might be a matter of semantics. Um, observability definitely gives you that visibility. Uh, into your systems, distributed systems across the stack, as I mentioned. Right. I guess um, the other part of observability that I think about is beyond just the visibility, it's the ability to um, uh, to, to, to inspect, uh, to analyze, and to action the data. Uh, you know, we've talked to, mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, think about data-driven work. Um, a lot of uh, knowledge workers have begun taking a data-driven approach, you know, using BI tools as an example to inform business decisions uh, in in all kinds of functions, from marketing to sales to even finance. Um, you know, this notion of data-driven approach, a uh, data-driven approach, has really taken off in all kinds of places. And the way I think about observability is it's it's really a data-driven approach to engineering. Right when you've got the telemetry coming off of all of these systems, you can start to think about the entire developer lifecycle from how you plan and prioritize the work you need to go do, um, how you you know where you prioritize improvements or bug fixes that would increase the scale or performance or customer experience on the other side, um, to you know how you scale and operate the things on the back end. Um, it, you're using the data of how the system is actually performing organically in production to inform, you know, uh, your engineering uh, workload essentially. So, mm -hmm. like, a little bit broader, maybe than just visibility. Right. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, interesting that you talked about the data-driven everything, which is kind of where many organizations are going. Uh, and I also know that the industry has kind of been rallying around um, the open telemetry project for that very reason. So uh, I guess that's kind of a standard. And and why has that become so important? Yeah, uh, standards are really important as um, technology like um, you know APM <clears throat> infrastructure monitoring has evolved. Uh, many vendors have have come out in addition to New Relic commercial vendors, as well as open source solutions. And um, the need to be able to collect this data and correlate it across multiple vendors is, is really important. You know, customers don't run software from just one company or one vendor. Uh, they, they collect, um, you know, uh, systems uh, from a variety of open source and commercial vendors. And so standards are really important. And the open telemetry standards uh, defines an approach across languages um, for how telemetry is collected and, and formatted and and then um, can be harvested by uh, any number of tools. New Relic uh, earlier this year um, uh, announced our commitment and support around open telemetry. We also open sourced our own agents that we've been building since the very start of New Relic back in 2008. You know, mm -hmm. opening up that technology for our customers so that they have access access to it as well as the community, so that uh, they can learn from the practices that we've built up over the last twelve years. Um, we're doing the 
you know, the backlogs and the roadmap all in the open on those now. But even more importantly, we're committed to open telemetry as a standard so that we can take all that IP and knowledge and contribute it back into the community and, and be part of the community that's standardizing um, the way that uh, languages are instrumented. Yeah, that's great. I know uh, many other companies have have uh, taken that same approach in supporting uh, open telemetry. So that's more about how you gather the information, but you still can then uh, populate it into other applications that will present data in a way that individual companies want to see it. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Standardizes the yeah the the instrumentation collection itself, and then you can bring it into New Relic or uh, mm-hmm. other tools of your own of your choice. Right. right into a dashboard of some kind. Interesting. So uh, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the cloud, where uh, especially now that more people are working from home in a pandemic, more organizations are taking advantage of software as a service and infrastructure as a service. So how does that change observability from where people would normally install something on premise yeah it's uh it, it's also one of those drivers of the need for observability and many many customers have had their own data centers for years uh, they're used to having complete control and um, ability to to manage those systems you know you can walk up to a machine hit the power button if you need to or um, reboot a router uh, with the cloud, you know, you have programmatic or API access to do those kinds of tasks, um, but the uh, you have you know less direct influence over um, over the hardware, and um, oftentimes the systems that you're you're running on the public cloud are shared. Uh, you know, your your hardware may be shared below your virtualization layer. You may be running in platform services that are multi-tenant and shared. And so it's really important to understand how your systems are performing in the public cloud and have the ability to observe across your own data center and the public cloud so you can kind of see, you know, apples to apples, how your customer's experience is is, is evolving as you're doing that public cloud migration. Uh, public cloud migration does not happen overnight for anyone. It's a it's it's a it's a journey, and so oftentimes what we see our customers do is they take a, an application or service, and they may migrate part of it into the public cloud as a, as a scaling mechanism, or they may evolve and add new capabilities in the public cloud to adjunct to what they have running on prem. And it's just really important to be able to look across those you know cloud boundaries, private and public to fully understand how your customer's experience is uh, mm-hmm. being impacted and, and better manage the systems. Mm-hmm. So is that the next part of it? People are always talking about uh, digital experience management or employee experience uh, using applications. Is that part of where this is going? Is that already mature? Like what can we, what can we expect to see going forward from observability? Yeah, one of the reasons I'm so excited about observability and the data that um, you know we're experts at collecting and analyzing and helping customers understand is the data this this operational data set is so valuable. You know, it, it helps you not only understand how your systems are performing in service of your customers, but it also helps you understand how your teams are running and operating that software, how efficient they are. Um, how, you can even look at, for example, how um, um, how many times are they having to wake up in the middle of the night and 
uh, take care of uh, outages. Um, how, how healthy is their bug backlog uh, on remediating incidents? Um, so you get not only a view of your systems, but of your team and their interactions with those systems, as well as your customers and how that's, uh, the systems are serving your business. Mm-hmm. I think over time, this data set is going to continue to evolve and, and draw out all kinds of insights across those dimensions. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, as a, as a male of a certain age, I can certainly understand the problem of having to wake up multiple times in the middle of the night. But that's uh, for a different kind of podcast, <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, uh, Bill, great conversation. Great talking to you again. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, and uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on the open telemetry project, see where that's going, and of course, all the things that New Relic is going to be coming up with to uh, to meet the needs of of their customers. Thanks again for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, David. My pleasure. And to all my listeners, thanks so much. And until next time, so long for now. Mm-hmm.